Ravioli, ravioli, ravioli now. I like ravioli as much as the next guy. But I won't pay those prices. No, I won't pay those prices. I love ravioli as much as the next guy. But I won't pay those prices. No, I won't pay those prices. I won't pay those high prices for that ravioli. Listening to Left of the Dial, I'm your host Kitsy, and with me once again is the undecided Caleb Coy. <laughs> how how is it my fault that you haven't picked a a, a record for this week? Yet? I absolutely have picked a record for this week, and I've been thinking about it all day long, and I'm very you, excited about it. You're you're like furiously scrolling through Apple Music right now, looking for something. I I can tell. I <laughs> no no, I would never. <laughs> You would never. I would never. All right. So what? what is it that you've been just like hardly able to contain yourself all day looking forward to talking about? Well, like, well Caleb, what, you should already know because we played the first song coming in. So why don't you tell me what you thought of it and kind of like just vaguely what it sounded like. And then I'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> Well, you know, first of all, I really loved the uh, the the approach to the the um, 
the guitar tones here. I think that they were they're phenomenal. This is going to be like a fully like orchestral thing, and there's going to be no guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what what the hell did we just hear? What what did I just listen to? God damn it. What did you just listen to? Well, Caleb, I will tell you. I will tell you right now, because I actually did have something. I just thought it would be a fun bit to stall. Okay. Uh, we are listening to the second oh, album doing it by the first of October called Gourmet Ravioli. And the song that you just heard coming in that you can listen to now, Caleb, is uh, what I would argue the title track, track three, Ravioli. I'm so glad that we decided to to come back and actually do this record after uh, after talking about the the, the coffee song coffee coffee yeah uh, yeah a couple weeks ago yeah which we won't be covering this week because we did cover that uh, already it would be a little redundant so ravioli Caleb thoughts <laughs> so first of all how expensive is too expensive for ravioli because I I feel like I I maybe. Uh, have have lost touch with what a, what a can of ravioli is supposed to cost. Caleb, you may be overpaying for ravioli, and if you call now, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're calling about your car's extended warranty. Wait, what? No, we're calling uh, about the price of your ravioli. We're calling about your ravioli's extended warranty. Uh, no, I I don't ever feel like I'm overpaying for ravioli because personally, I think ravioli is is like a, sorry. I think good ravioli is worth it. Well, I, I think yeah, I, I would say the, the the ravioli that I that I tend to buy, which might actually fall under the, the category of gourmet. I don't know. I don't know what classifies as uh, constitutes gourmet ravioli, but I feel like if if I were paying that price for like a chef Boyardee, yeah, I guess that would be overpriced. And what price would that be? I don't remember. <laughs> um, un, until you know. More recently, when it became not convenient at all to do it, I, I did a lot of shopping at the Whole Foods, uh, where everything is overpriced, and so the, there's not really a, a proper comparison. So uh, you the, were paying those high prices for that ravioli. I, I was paying those high prices for that ravioli, and you know what? It it never felt that high because I guess yeah, I think in terms of like how many meals am I getting out of this? A can of ravioli, I'll slam by myself. But like, you know, a, a package of like nice ravioli and some good sauce or some pesto or whatever. And, you know, it's going to cost me a little bit of money. But that's that's a couple of meals for, you know, myself and my wife. And that's how I think I compare it to what it would cost me to go out. I don't know. So all of that about the uh, the price of ravioli aside, uh, I both love and hate the bass tone on this song. Excellent. Excellent. It's, it's it is, I think an objectively good tone, but it gives me very negative associate. It's, it's a little bit too less Claypool for my taste. I'm so glad you said that. And I'll <laughs> tell you why. Please do. Uh, so as with the first album, uh, they did a video in the studio for this one as well. And they actually just released their third album this past October, but I figured we'd stick with the, uh, tradition of doing one album back, uh, since that's how we did the last one too. I don't yeah. know why. It's just how we're doing it. And uh, they, did, they did a video, and it's hilarious. You should watch it. We'll link it in the show okay. notes, of course. Um, they, of course, being Rob Scallon and Andrew Huang, two YouTube musicians who come together on the 1st of October every year and go into a studio for one day with absolutely no plan, and the album they put out is whatever they come up with in the 10 or 12 hours that they have booked for the studio. Uh, anywho, 
in the video, Rob says that uh, this song is him just doing his best Lake, uh, Les Claypool impression. That makes perfect sense. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just like the, the structure of the song, the very repetitive nature, the like... The percussiveness of the bass. The percussiveness of the bass, the tones of the bass. The, like, the percussiveness of the vocals mm-hmm. is very Les Claypool. The like... It just brings to mind like too many puppies, too many puppies, which there's never been such a thing. There hasn't. Also, I hate saying this, but I actually like the bass line of that song. I mean, I mean, Primus has some good bass lines. That's the thing. It's like, I fucking hate Primus, but like, I I cannot in, in good conscience say that they're not good. Like, Talented. They're they're great say. musicians. I just hate what they do. Yes. That that <laughs> is that is exactly right. and that I have those feelings all up and down this song. Where like, you know, if if this was my first exposure to first of October, I probably would walk. But knowing what the band is about, uh, <laughs> like this song grates on me like uh like you know a, a block of parmesan over my ravioli. Uh but you know what? I can still appreciate it. <laughs> Caleb, did you skip dinner tonight? Uh, actually, uh, kind of yes. Are you, is, are you hungry? Is that what's happening here? Because I'm not. These are the just, words of a hungry man. It just felt like too good of a metaphor to pass up. It, that's true. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's like the 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 unlimited garlic bread. You don't pass it up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so you mentioned the price of ravioli, and uh, I I want to give a little more insight into the the lyrical content of the song, if I may. Please. So, uh, as they're noodling with this, this bass line, which is basically just running up and down a scale, um, that like part, um, mm-hmm. Rob just started saying ravioli along with it cause it fits. And then it was basically like, okay, what else can we fit in this line to make it say ravioli right there? And that is a hundred percent of the thought that went into this song. That makes sense. <laughs> so I'm, uh, we as a, occasionally use a, uh, grocery delivery service shipped uh we signed up for a membership uh you know middle of last year when we realized like uh one we need to be eating better and two we need to not be going to grocery stores as much as possible Mm -hmm. Uh, so i just pulled up their website and on the low end a a single uh like one of the little plastic like you take it for lunch and heat it up uh servings of chef boyardee uh, chef boyardee ravioli is a buck 29 okay Uh, a traditional uh, 15 ounce can is a buck 50. So I, I think that that's probably around the, the price point that, uh, these, these fine gentlemen are expecting ravioli to be. Uh, but I'm also seeing prices upwards of like six to $8, depending on the type. But it's also worth noting that here, uh, here in St. Louis in particular, uh, and this exists elsewhere, but it's, it's like considered a St. Louis thing. We have toasted ravioli which is like battered and deep fried ravioli. <sighs> and you're going to pay a little bit more for that. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, it's worth every penny. <laughs> I will say, though, that the title of the album is Gourmet Ravioli, so I don't know if they're necessarily talking about the price of Chef Boyardee here. No. And so, like, I wonder, like, I I, I need more insight because I'm looking at, like, you know, uh, Giovanni Rana brand, uh, five sixty nine for 10 ounces. Uh, you know, or like Luisa brand, that's, you know, you can get that for like, 
367 on sale, you know, roughly that five and a half dollar price point uh, normally though. So like, is that, is that the range or is there even more? I don't know. I, I have question. I have more questions than I have answers is what's happening here. I think to get a fair comparison, Caleb, you're going to have to go to Chicago and compare the price of ravioli there because that's where Rob is from. Okay. And that's, that's likely where he buys most of his ravioli, if I were to guess. So the next time I'm in, I'm in Chicago, I need to make it a point to visit as many grocery stores uh, and food uh, Fooderies. cooperatives and eateries and whatnot as possible and compare the, the prices of various... Uh, packaged as well as prepared uh, raviolis. And we'll see if we can come to what, what an average cost of ravioli is in Chicago. Great. I look, I look forward to the investigative journalism episode of Left of the Dial where we really, really get to the bottom of the economics of ravioli. I don't know why no one's talking about this. This is such a, this is such a big story and no one's talking about it. Oh man. Nah, I just... I kind of like, I'm not really even that hungry, but like now I want ravioli. It's always time for ravioli. It's well, like butternut squash ravioli. Oh, well, Caleb, mm. uh, I can't offer you any ravioli. Oh, okay. Because we already listened to that song, but, uh, I do have for you a song about calzones. Oh, and that is track eight. Ben Wyatt. <laughs>
So that's an old Fueled by Ramen track. <laughs> like, very much gives me vibes of, like, a, a specific, like, subgenre of, like, indie, like, early 2000s, where I think of, like, you know, the impossibles, like, that sort of vibe. Okay. Where you get those, uh, you know, the, the twinkly leads and there's, like, staccato drums, but then... Uh, on the chorus where I guess it's like fast strumming guitar, but it's dry. It's clean. There's like no effects on it whatsoever. Uh, and like if it was a little bit more twinkly, a little bit wetter, it would probably be more like Midwest emo style, mm-hmm. but like it's not. And I don't, there's, it just, it just gave me those vibes. I've tried, there's another band that I'm thinking of uh, from around that time period. And I, I can't remember the name, but I just think, I, I I can picture driving around in like 2002, uh, listening to this on CD. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, it's about Ben Wyatt though, and how much he loves calzones, zones, Which, zones, zones. You know what? I I enjoy Parks and Rec. I think it's I think it's a delightful show. Agreed. I think the people of Pawnee are terrible. Uh and <laughs> yeah. Ben does not deserve the hate that he gets for Calzones, nor do Calzones deserve the hate that they get. Agreed. Calzones are delicious. Uh in fact, one of my one of I, I'm, you know, I I think I'm going to associate anything food related to to local places here uh because we have a a chain of restaurants uh that all they do is Calzones and they're so good. It's just like one of those go-to, like, I don't want to cook anything and I don't know what else I want. Do you want to get sauce on the side? Hell yes. <laughs> what's what's the name of it? I have to know. And please tell me it's something like the zone zone. No, I just told you. It's sauce on the side. Oh. Their website is eatmorecalzones.com. <laughs> That's a great website name. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, because every, all the ingredients are folded in and they serve the sauce on the side. See, when you said sauce on the side, I just assumed that was you talking to, I guess, Ellen saying like, hey, should we get sauce on the side with this? And not the name of the restaurant, but that's also pretty brilliant. I do I do like that, although I do really wish it was the zone zone. Uh, <laughs> get in the zone, Cal zone. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's what I sing every time I get a calzone. As you I get, should. I get myself into the calzone. <laughs> Although, you now have a new song to sing about calzones, if you choose, if you want to switch it up. Um, the, 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 those drum sounds, especially that kick in the very beginning, oh, it's, so it's just so huge. There's a couple things about this song I like, and there's a couple things about this song I don't like. Okay. Um, let's start with the, th- the things I don't like. It takes way too long to get going. I mean, Fair. we're a solid 30 seconds into the song before anything actually interesting happens. And I think that's just, no, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Ah. Uh-huh, that old saying. But really, you know, I, I found myself like, come on, let's, let's get going. Let's get to the good part. Cause I knew it was coming. Um, and I just wanted to get there. Uh, I, but I do love the kind of unexpected descending melody that you get after Ben White loves calzones, the zones, 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 zones. I did that very flat and out of key, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. you don't expect it to go as far as low as it goes and it just keeps going. And I kind of love that. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's that just weird, like electronic beat at the end for some reason. 
So apparently that uh, was it segues into the next track and apparently it was a is was an attempt to use some of Andrew's synth equipment for this for a song and they just didn't like it or like decided not to use it sounds about right but they just made it like i don't know we'll just put this here and then it'll 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 segue into the next track i don't i i definitely see what you're saying about like it taking too long to get going but i think because i appreciate the musical direction of this song so much I didn't mind that that slow build up because it's it's really what I would have expected out of a track like this Fair. from a band writing a song like this with intention rather than like let's just see what happens um to the point where like I actually found myself wanting and I almost I like I kind of feel dirty saying this you know talking about a record that's supposed to be a goof but like I wanted a serious version of this song <laughs> like <laughs> I want this song to make me feel the way that um, American Football's LP3 makes me feel, which is to say, incredibly sad. <laughs> well, Caleb, I don't know if I can make you feel incredibly sad, but I can give you a more serious song, perhaps. Okay. okay. Um, and that is the opening track, which is also the name of the band, which is 1st of October. Now, I feel like any good concept album... And Broadway musical opens with a medley that tells you what you're in for, right? That's sure. That tends to the the like sometimes it goes through multiple movements and you get pieces of the other uh, songs to come. Sometimes you don't, but you usually get some sort of introduction to the NTM. Yeah, and that very much feels like what's happening here. And uh, regardless of what the intent might have been. I feel like at this point we can call the first of October records concept albums. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. And I think that they deliver on that. I mean, first track, first of October, tells us it's the first of October. How many songs can we get through today? We got to get through ten. Like, like this is you know, we have the we we've got the time and we've got to use it. I do think it was a. I, I said this to you when I started listening. It was a bold move to open a record like this with a four and a half minute piano ballad. Very yes. bold move. Yes. Very unexpected. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also think this song is way better than it has any business being. Right. Um, I mean, and that's not that's not to discount the musical genius of Andrew Huang or Rob Scallon, because they are both just absolute mm-hmm. brilliant musicians and songwriters and composers uh, in their own rights and together. I mean, Andrew Huang is is phenomenal. Um, but like he improvised this song. Like, come it on! Never, never fails to throw me into a a, a just very mild. I, I want to emphasize very slight, subtle, jealous rage uh, when I hear someone this incredibly talented able to like throw together a track on a goof that beats anything I could write like spend years on. Yeah, uh, and you know what? That feeling of jealous rage is overshadowed by how impressed I am with how good these two are at songwriting. Yes, that they can do that. They can they can make a song like this that like at first it feels like a, a serious like ballad, almost like it could be like a a love song or a heartbreak song or like this is the life lessons I've learned sort of song. But no, it's literally just telling you what the record's going to be about. And you know what? Fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, I think it really captures the 
the energy and the anticipation that I I truly believe Andrew has for this yearly get together he has with Rob, where they just get to goof off in a studio for a day and have a great time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like I truly believe he feels everything that he said in this song. Like I don't think any of it is is fake. Like I truly believe he feels every every feeling and every emotion that that was conveyed in this song. Didn't think we'd get here. It took a whole damn year. Mm-hmm. And I just I you know, I I am now going to look forward to them doing this every year and I feel like if anything they might be setting themselves up for for failure in the future because if they ever miss a year then like the fans are going to be well, they, they're going to be outraged. They did miss last year because of COVID. Well, I mean, this was their a, this was their 2019 Everyone release. gets a pass for 2020. And they just did one for 2021, but there was no 2020. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that that's fair. That's uh, you know, we needed it the most, but it also makes the most sense that they didn't. It does. But Oh, what just what a like <laughs> that song could have been a hit. It could. <laughs> like, come on. Honestly, you could rework the lyrics to that, keep the melody exactly as, as is and write a it like it doesn't even have to mean anything just write something that sounds like it has meaning based around the idea of the first of october and put it on the radio and yeah turn people would eat it up turn it into a love song and everyone would eat it up it, it, like 100 uh-huh. percent. uh just wild how good yeah. that song is well why don't we go ahead and hear first of october and take a quick break here from our sponsors and we come back uh we'll talk about what happens at the end of october so oh shit so stay tuned. Side is all I need. 
Hi, podcast listeners. This is Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you love spooky stories as much as I do, but maybe aren't entirely sure that you believe in the paranormal, then you'll enjoy the newest Night Shift Radio original, Possibly Normal. Twice a month, we tell a true story of possible paranormal encounters from the perspective of the person who witnessed the events. In these stories, we offer no attempted explanation, only the truth as it was observed. So join me as Night Shift Radio presents Possibly Normal starting January 2022, wherever you listen to podcasts. The Storyteller series brings you full-cast audio productions of short stories. I'm the host, Megs, and each month we'll bring you a brand new story performed by talented voice actors, interviews with great authors, and exclusive print edition stories. Listen wherever you enjoy podcasts, Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Storyteller or at nightshiftradio.com. The Storyteller Series. Old Time Radio. Rebooted. Hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, 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 what's up? I got a bomb collection of everything Halloween you need. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, I got all these different masks. You have a, a black cat? A black cat mask? Yeah, or maybe a Mike Myers. I haven't decided what I'm going to be this year. Oh, man. Because I've got a Mike Myers, but it's just my friend Mike. I wasn't able to get the right one. Oh, how about a like Spider-Man? I got Arachnid Man. Five okay. bucks. You, you got the off-brand ones, huh? Going to the next house. Walking down the street. 
Bringing my Halloween costumes to my community. Ding dong. Hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. Hello. I got a fun selection of everything Halloween you need. I'm intrigued. Awesome, because I got a bunch of costumes. Okay. Everything you could want. What do you want? I got I'd like to be a turtle. I don't have that. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man? <laughs> another spy. Oh, my God. I just saw my arachnid man. Completely okay. different. I've got a, Could I just be a, a banana? A bush? Oh, I'll be a banana. Oh, I got a bush. Here you go. All right. Oh, sweet. That'll be great. I love bushes. Walking down the street to old man Jenkins. Last time I went to his house, he threw stuff at me. Ding dong. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to cut you off right there. Uh, oh. I don't buy things from people who just show up at my door. Yeah, I know we, we had this talk last time. It's a little time. awkward. I got yeah. really great stuff. You're I got here a, a every year. It's really good, Greg. though, I'm telling you. Gregory. Yes. Please, Listen, do not come back I to just, my house. I want to be I at this house. I do not celebrate in the house? Halloween. I, if I you look at my costumes, years, it's going to be really good. The last time I celebrated Listen, man, Halloween, I, you're going to leave with Batman the costume. costume I don't like it. Ripped in the crotch. It was so embarrassing. Get off my property. Just you. You, you sure? Because I got a fun selection of everything Halloween you need. I don't want it. Get out of my party, Greg. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to make a living. Get out of here, Gregory. Skedaddle. You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still whatever I called him in the beginning of the episode. I can't remember, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> and Greg is still not getting off my property. He's not. He won't. He just won't leave. <laughs> I love that this the, the the this group has recurring characters for their stories. <laughs> I love that Greg's back. Greg's always back. <laughs> so Kitty, what did we just hear? We just heard 31st of October, which is a song by the 1st of October, which is a band sort of. It's a it's a once a year band that happens on the 1st of October every year. Hence the name. Uh, which is comprised of Rob Scallon and Andrew Huang, two YouTube musicians who I adore. And uh, they get together every year in a studio on the 1st of October. They book a a day in the studio and go in with absolutely nothing (laughs) and come out with an album. And you just heard the sixth track on that album. (laughs) (laughs) I love... Everything about this song. <laughs> it goes from like horror punk to like full on shred metal to like Quake 2 soundtrack, uh, <laughs> like, you know, 90s industrial to, <laughs> to then like full on spoken word mm-hmm. uh, as this man is going door to door selling knockoff Halloween costumes. And we find out that it's actually Greg uh, from Don't Go to My House. <laughs> And yet here he is going to people's houses once again. He is back and like, he doesn't Greg, listen. What the fuck did I tell you last year? Greg, don't don't come back anymore. <laughs> and I just, just I, I love I, I love just the, the little like spoken word verses that are just Rob and Andrew just improvising about Rob trying to sell Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have Spider-Man. I have a Ra- Rackman man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's totally different. <laughs> got the off-brand ones, huh? Can I can I just be like a banana or, or a bush? Yeah, I got a bush. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
<laughs> oh my god! And like door to door spirit Halloween. Yeah, and like there's a business for that. I think I don't think there is, <laughs> and I, I especially love when you know it gets that really heavy part, like going to old man Jenkins' house. Last time he threw stuff at me. Uh huh. But uh-huh. I'm still going because I'm Greg and I don't listen. <laughs> And then uh, just like the, the music just stopping. I'm going to cut you off right there. I don't buy things from people that come to my house. Like, <laughs> Yes. Uh, but then <laughs> oh, the, just oh, like and it's just th- oh. the long, like just spoken interlude. And then just Rob's like, are you sure? Because I've got a fine selection of everything Halloween you need. And the music kicks back in like at that moment. It's just so it gets me every time. I just yeah. I laugh every time. I know it's coming. Yeah. And yet every time it, it, get, it catches me in a way that just makes me laugh so hard. Get out of here, Greg. Skedaddle. <laughs> so, Caleb. Yes, Kitsy. Uh, w- would you, uh, let's just say pro or con, door-to-door Halloween costume salesperson. Pro or con? Uh, I, I, as in my, my thoughts, on I, I would be con because I, I have never particularly enjoyed people just showing up at my house. Uh, and also now I live in a building where if you show up at my actual door, then we have a security problem. <laughs> Didn't realize you lived in a fucking Fort Knox there. Jeez. Well, it just, you know, it, it is, it's secured access. You got to have like a key or a code, you know? But Caleb. Or someone has to let you in. I've got a fine selection of everything Halloween you need. I don't need anything. That's where you're wrong. I just... Here's the thought. Okay. Janky bootleg costume that you buy from a store or janky bootleg costume that you make yourself? That depends. Did I have help from my mom? No. Oh, then definitely from a store. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about like, like, because I didn't celebrate Halloween growing up, I I never really (laughs) got that much into uh, into the spirit of it. Uh, the spirit Halloween. Uh, nice. So, um, I, I very rarely celebrate it as an adult. And when I do, there, there's no middle ground. I either like super half ass it or like I buy a bunch of shit and like put together something that I'm really particularly proud of. I think like on the, the one end of the spectrum where I just like grabbed a white dress shirt, put like fake blood on it and like was Shaun of the Dead uh, versus the time I bought like a full three-piece suit and a fedora and the, like the works and I was Henry Jones Sr. Like totally opposite is the spec. Your, your Ed costume that year was fantastic. I, by the way. I, okay. I'm a little offended that you think that that was not a good Halloween costume. I think it was a great costume. I just think I did it really sloppy. No, I don't think you did because, because Sean would have done it sloppy is the thing. So you were in <laughs> that's character. A, that's and, fair. And you had Ed, which was me. I was Ed. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure we got a cricket bat from somewhere somehow. <laughs> I don't remember, but I think we did. I chipped a tooth that night. So there's a very good chance that we got sounds, a cricket bat somewhere. That sounds right. <laughs> um, I ended up making the shirt that Ed wore because I couldn't find anywhere to buy it. So I like got like a heat transfer and put it out the, the, the fucking graphic. See, that's what I'm saying. And, like, and, and, but what I needed to do was cut my hair short Diet ginger and grow a goatee, and I didn't do any of those things. You, that's on you, me. You didn't, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out that we did go to a Halloween party and take over the stereo and play electro for twenty minutes. <laughs> yes, we did. 
and nobody nobody thought it was funny except for us. That 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 tracks. That is on brand. <laughs> we even learned the little dances that they do in the when when Pete comes and yells at them for playing music too loud because it's four in the fucking morning. You want to dance? <laughs> I've been I've been itching to watch that movie. I need to. That's such a good to. movie. It really this is. This is a good Halloween. Anyway, uh, those are the kind of costumes you can get from Greg, uh, yes. the Halloween door-to-door Halloween salesman, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so, Caleb, we've got two more songs to go through, but I think I'm going to take a uh, an unprecedented move here oh. and ask you to pick the penultimate track based solely on the names of the songs. See, I was going to ask, do you want to? guess that's the one we're doing.
that's an interesting way to end a record. Any record, really, but this one in particular. I need. To, we need to take a slight detour here. Okay. Because there's a conversation happening in Slack. Yes. <laughs> right now. Uh, so for our listeners, I would, I'd recommend joining a podcast network if you can, because you get to have all these hilarious Slack conversations with other people that aren't part of your podcast about your <laughs> podcast while it's being recorded. That's, that's my favorite part. It's the best part. Uh, so our, our, our good friend, Michael fight from the never heard of it podcast. Uh, after I posted the Spotify link in Slack for Caleb to listen to this album, he replied Michael fight with a gif of Ben Wyatt. Yes. It being very Ben Wyatt-ish. Mm -hmm. And then claimed he's currently eating a calzone and then showed a picture of an empty plate, which I still, uh, you asked for proof. And, I asked for proof was... and I got an empty plate and I still contend that could be anything. Um, but he did show a, uh, an empty container from Wegmans mm -hmm, with the mm -hmm. label spinach ricotta calzone on it. And that and, got me thinking. Okay. What is a calzone but a big ravioli? Essentially, yeah. It's like a it's like a large baked ravioli. Yeah. And so instead of like a instead of a pasta noodle, it's just, you know, more like bread dough, but same idea. Like like all of these things that we that we try to to make distinctions between are just variants on the same thing. Like all food is just like Taco Bell figured it out. All food is just the same handful of ingredients presented in different formats, uh, or the the like different ingredients presented in the same formats. There's there's two ways to approach food. <laughs> Do you think Rob is upset about the price of ravioli because he's been buying calzones this whole time? Yes. <laughs> this twelve dollar giant ravioli is just not worth it. <laughs> I don't know how much a calzone costs either. Twelve dollars sounds about right for a big calzone. It does for a very good size. I think that's a, about the the general uh, general average price. Uh, like an AM sauce on the side, as we mentioned. I, I can also confirm that Michael did tell me as we were wrapping up uh, recording the Never Heard of It podcast earlier today that he would be eating a calzone for dinner. Uh, so when he says that he just finished one, I believe him. Well, I see an empty plate. I see an empty container. I see no calzone. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, you know, he just he, he likes those calzones too much. And he just he just put it away too fast, um, but yeah, I mean, Michael is uh, is also very much uh, like Ben Wyatt ish. Uh, he he likes calzones, and as he said, he likes letters to Cleo. You know, I can't prove that he's not Ben Wyatt. Come to think of it, I've never seen him and Ben Wyatt in the same room at the same time. It's true, it's true, it's never happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, uh, do you want to, Caleb? Uh, that is the question. <laughs> do you? Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to or not, but like. This this song definitely makes me me question whether I want to or not. I don't I don't know what, but it makes it makes me wonder if I should. Uh -huh. I I was like, so as much of it as it, as much as it was a bold move to start with a piano ballad, I actually think it was also a bold move to end with a, a like just kind of a mid tempo clean like pop rock song. Yeah, that doesn't really go anywhere. Well, uh, first of October is nothing if not bold. <laughs> uh, I loved the bass line of this and the bass tones. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted more out of the guitars. Yeah, the guitars like just, just needed something. A little yeah, crunch, a little grit. Yeah, a little just a, a little grit. 
would have actually made this a, a pretty like driving like mid tempo rock song. Uh, as it stands, it just like it kind of it felt like a, an unexpected low note for the the record to end on, uh, which is not to shit talk the song, but just like it's it's not how I would have gone out uh, with like how strong this record has been so far with the, the tracks that we've heard. I mean, we have listened to. Uh, five so far today and one in a previous episode. That's six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for the most part, this has been pretty solid. Uh, and it's, I, yeah, this, this this would if I were listening to this record in order for the first time, this would have left me a little disappointed. Which yeah, same. It's weird. It's weird to, to hear myself saying. Uh, total aside, I just noticed that the release date of this record uh, was on my birthday. In 2019. Oh, yeah, about that. On my, yeah, on my my 38th birthday. Well, happy yes. birthday to you! That's what they that's what they got you for your yeah. uh, for your birthday. You know what? I I will I will take one of these for my birthday every year. Thank you very much. This is this is a a great annual birthday gift. Do I want to what though? I, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the is it, eternal question. Is it like? Is it maybe talking about like? Do you want to do you want to do this next year? Do, you want, do we do another one of these? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to split a calzone? I do want to split a calzone. I actually am hungry now. Do you want to? Do you want to get a big, big old can of ravioli? Yes. Fill, fill up your bathtub with ravioli. Swim around in it a little bit. Hear me out. Okay. A ravioli calzone. It's a calzone that's stuffed with ravioli that's stuffed with other things. What is the ravioli stuffed with? This is important. It can be stuffed with anything you want. I like, I like, like, like a kale and ricotta or something like that, or a butternut squash. You can go with just a, a traditional cheese. I don't, I don't particularly love ground beef ravioli, but I will eat it. That's that's the the fairly common preparation for toasted raviolis around here, T ravs as we call them. I I almost think I want a calzone I'm that's sorry. stuffed with I'm various. Sorry. Stop the podcast. T ravs. Yeah. T ravs. That's what people call them. Yeah, toasted raviolis, tea ravs. I don't like that. I love it. <laughs> That's, I, I hate it. I, I refuse to believe this is a real thing that people call it. It's 100% a real thing. I'll, I'll find you a menu at some point um, because they'll actually put that on the menu sometimes. Um, if I walked yeah. into a place and they had tea rav on the menu, I would leave. <laughs> what if it was a dinosaur-themed place and it was T-Rex, tea ravs It would depend on what else was on the menu. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of It would dinosaur. also very much depend on if it was dinosaur barbecue or not. Because if it was dinosaur barbecue, you know I'm staying. Like if it if it was a, a barbecue, it could be like triceratops. There like, you go. Like, like tri tip. Yeah, yeah. See, like. oh. <laughs> Side note. Uh there was a um there was a hardcore band a joke hardcore band in central pennsylvania in the early 2000s when i was going to shows there uh as a young impressionable youth and uh they uh i think they they'd have a few incarnations of the band but one of them was called x p to x and PETA stood for please eat the animals <laughs> um and all their song titles were about eating animals and one of them was it's too bad dinosaurs are extinct because i bet a brano burger be pretty bitchin 
<laughs> okay. So oh, I could I could get into this because there's the 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 different um like essentially like different families of dinosaurs, yeah, like avian and non-avian. So like I can imagine some dinosaurs being uh, more like a poultry or like, you know, like a, a game fowl or something like that. And others being more like, like you, you go have some, some gator, uh, like that kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I would be very intrigued by, by some dinosaur meat. And, and I don't, I feel like I should feel bad about that. <laughs> I mean, they are extinct animals, Caleb. <laughs> you don't see yourself, uh, lusting over the meat of of the dodo bird for example i don't but you know what those haven't been gone long enough to like it's too soon yeah i get it also i don't I'm like dodo burger just doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it it really doesn't bronto what burger re- hell yeah hell yeah what i really want though is a calzone that's just stuffed with an assortment of raviolis okay so every bite's a different flavor profile yeah i like it I give in like um, you know, have some, have some just additional like ricotta and mozzarella in there just to help bind it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, now I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we've, we've completely lost the plot. Uh, as I'm sure all of our listeners are very surprised because we never do that. It feels like it makes sense for this record though. It like, does. Um, Caleb, I'm going to give you a choice of two. Okay. We can either go out on October 1 or climb that mountain. I have been seriously uh, intrigued by the fact that we have a 1st of October and a 31st of October and an October 1. So I think we would be remiss if we didn't cover October 1. Are you sure you Uh, don't want to hear climb that mountain? I am not sure that I don't want to hear climb that mountain, (laughs) but I am sure that I do want to hear October 1. Okay, that's fair. Uh... Before we go, is there any? Well, yeah, okay. Before we talk about this song, is there anything we got to we got to plug? Any, anything we got to cover here? What's going on? I know we just put out a bunch of Left of the Dial live sessions over on our YouTube channel, so head to leftofthedial.fm. You can catch all those there. Um, they're very good. I'm not when sure did, exactly which ones have come out by the time this episode comes out. So, but see, some of I them do have, have something to plug. But when does this episode air? Because it makes a difference if I plug now or not. I don't know. Um, will it, will it be in the month of December? Yes. Okay. Well, then in that case, uh, we're gearing up to launch a, a, a brand new show that we're super excited about uh, on the, the Night Shift Radio Network. Uh, we'll be leaning into some original storytelling and uh, touching on a topic that is very exciting to me, and that is the uh, the paranormal or the potentially paranormal. Uh, we're going to be bringing you a show called Possibly Normal, uh, where I'll be telling, recanting stories, uh, true as far as we know, my, some of my own and some submitted by friends, family, and listeners and whatnot, uh, recounting true experiences uh, of things that may or may not be paranormal. Well, we're not going to try to ascribe any explanation to it. We just want to tell the story. And, uh, you know, for me, I just want to feel the tingles. I'm so, very excited for this one. Uh, be, be on the lookout for that in, in, in early 2022. Uh, I'm, I'm super, super excited. And uh, we, we've got some more stuff uh, in the works. As always, we're, we're, we're always trying to figure out uh, fun new things to do, both for, for ourselves and for you, our listeners, because we appreciate you. We do. Uh, but that's, that's what I've got to plug. 
Nice. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, when you first pitched that idea to us, I, I was very excited about it, and I'm happy yeah. to hear it's happening. Me too. It's it's coming together pretty well. I've gotten two episodes banked, and I'm working on the third now uh, with a, a couple more ready to go. I, I, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to, to finally share some of these stories with a, a wider audience because they've been ones that I've been holding on to for a very long time uh, and sharing whenever anyone would listen. So, Have I heard any of these before? You maybe have heard some of them. You you have to have heard some of them. I, I've definitely, in passing, told you them, but probably not all of them. Uh, I have several uh, experiences myself that I'm looking forward to, to telling, uh, and I've already had a, a few people uh, provide me their stories. So I, I'm hoping to do a mix of you know my own, of other people's, and uh, depending on people's comfort levels and, you know, available equipment and whatnot. I'm really looking forward to also having uh, some of these stories told in the, in the voice of the, the person who experienced it. So we, we'll, we'll get some uh, added perspective that way. So a lot of great stuff lined up. Keep an eye out for Possibly Normal, a new Night Shift Radio original. Hell yes. Hell yes. So Caleb. Yes, Kitsy. October 1. October 1. This sounds a lot like how I was first introduced to punk. Sure, um, yeah. This sounds like the the kind of music that would have been. Yeah. So this is a, 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 an aside, not directly related to what I was specifically saying. But so much of this this record and the the uh, previous first uh, of October record that we uh, talked about remind me of uh, Five Iron Frenzy and their uh, okay, yeah, uh, their. Uh, pants rock opera uh, from Quality is Job One because uh, it just feels like uh, we had some ideas, we went and we hit record and just went with it, like same vibe. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the I think the reason my brain went back to that was like the opening riff of this song made me feel like it's like an old Blenderhead record or something, like something like 1996 on Tooth and Nail. Sure, yeah. <laughs> And I love it's it's short, it's fast, and it makes no sense. <laughs> there's uh there's a, a moment in there where um where Andrew says something effective like I'm riffing with Riff Rickson. Yes. <laughs> uh which what he meant to say was Rick Riffson. Uh Rick Riffson. An understandable mistake. Yeah, obviously. Uh, when you only have one take to get it right, you know, sometimes you got to leave the mistakes in there. Um, so, uh, Rick Riffson is a fictional character in the Rob Scallon universe. Um, he is the CEO and owner of Rob's fictional record label, Super Metal Records. <laughs> have you Googled him? Is that what's happening? No, it, this is, uh, like the one highlighted annotation in, uh, this song for genius. So, <laughs> Excellent. I love this. I love this. Uh, but the the uh, the Rick Riffson character is played by uh, a longtime collaborator of Rob. Who does a lot of camera work for him and whatnot. A lot of production stuff. Um, I can't remember his name. I think it's Jake something or other. Um, but uh, it's it's just this ridiculous character who is just like a complete dick to Rob constantly and only cares about money. Uh, and there's actually a. Uh, there's a very funny video that's like, it's a rap video starring Rick Riffson about how he spends so much money on Gent, which is of <laughs> course the, the, uh, the, the musical style that super metal records is known for. So, uh, 
that's that's worth a watch if you can find that one uh, on Rob Scallon's channel. I love when Andrew says I'm riffing with Riff Ricks and Rob's like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he got the name wrong. <laughs> so good. So good. Gen- okay, that's a, so. Uh, in the annotation, Rick Riffson is, all, is a recurring character in Rob's fictional videos, taking the form of CEO of Super Metal Records, who loves money. And uh, I didn't realize it was pronounced Gent. I ju- it just says D J E N T. So I was like, is this like DJ Entertainment? I'm like, what's like, is he is he into the DJ world? Now I understand it's Gent. Yeah, so Gent is like that uh, super detuned. Just like, you know, chugga chugga with but with like the hard stops. Yeah. That you yeah. get. Uh that's that's gent. Okay. All right. Because right. apparently the guitar is something like going gent, gent, gent. Yep. Okay. Fair. You, you get it now? I do. I do. <laughs> wow. Okay. I still had my my tab up. Uh Caleb, I will send you the the uh, Rick Riffs and so much money video because it's it's quite delightful. Yes, and we uh, should put it in the show notes for our. Uh, yeah, send me send me links for both of the uh, the videos that you want me to include, and I'll do that. Oh, this this character looks amazing, right? <laughs> Just the thumbnail alone. Yes, is so uh, good. What an endeavor! I know. Cheers to these guys. I know for for showing up. Uh, the rest of us asshole musicians putting in the work and getting nowhere and these guys showing up and make a record in a day. Good for them. Good for them. I want to point out these guys have more output in two days than I have in my entire musical career. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Yeah. But also like, well done. But also I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm only mad because I'm impressed. (laughs) Uh, well, we're going to go out on October one. Uh, we're going to riff with, uh, Rick Riffson. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week. 